Good morning, and welcome to another edition of Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan, and with me this morning is Monica Braz, Communications Manager with BBB Serving Western Ontario. Great to be on the show with you, Jim. And Ask BBB brings you information from and about businesses you can trust by featuring business owners and managers who share their experience and insight so that consumers are better informed about products and services that they're contracting or purchasing. This week, BBB released a study of people who have reported being approached by scammers and fraudsters. We'll look at some of the findings in the Exposed to Scams study later this morning. And we'll also be joined this morning by Asad Aldik, who is the chairman of the board of directors of the Better Business Bureau serving Western Ontario, and we'll talk about BBB accreditation. Most events involve food, and that may involve a caterer. We welcome today Colleen Anello, owner of Outback Catering and Takeout, to Ask BBB. October is Women's Small Business Month. So besides hearing about dealing with a caterer, we want to hear about your business, Out and Back. We learned on the Out and Back website that you've been in the food business for over four decades and in the present location at 746 Warncliffe Road since 2012. How has your business changed over those years, Colleen? Well, when I first opened in 1996, I had a cafe serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner. The area was not built up yet, and we were sort of out in the boonies, however close enough for the neighborhoods. So I had many regulars and still do. People loved it. I had Breakfast Club buy five and get your sixth one free. People would stop for breakfast and pick up fresh-baked butter tarts, fruit loaves, pies, Mm. cookies. Sometimes they would buy their dinner from my frozen meal section, which has grown huge. I have also... In the catering business, we cater for all occasions, home and office parties, celebrations, showers, weddings, Easter, Thanksgiving, and Christmas. I catered for a busy funeral home as well. Things were a little crazy at times, but that's why I love this business. There is never two days the same. At the same time, I needed to slow down, so I closed the cafe and planned to move to a smaller location when my lease was up. And almost seven months later, I opened at Warncliffe and never looked back. I wish I had done it sooner. Customers do miss the breakfast and lunch part. I get that told to me all the time. And they tell me how they missed out on their free breakfast. And <laughs> miss, But I don't miss the craziness. Today, I still cater, and that can be really busy, especially when we are in turkey dinner season. When I moved, I expanded my frozen meals section. We call our seniors on Mondays and all our veterans and deliver on Tuesdays. I still have a small lunch counter for takeout, serving grilled paninis, wraps, soups, salads, and sandwiches, along with a small hot menu changing daily. I have less staff now, and my life is not as hectic, and that's a good thing. So how large does an event have to be to call a caterer? I have catered downtown for four people. As long as they're going to pay the delivery charge, I don't care. You know, like it's uh, it's business because the next time they call you, it won't be for four people. And if you do turn down business because you can't handle it, they'll go elsewhere and then they won't come back. So what should we expect for a catered event? Do you just deliver the food? Do you provide the personnel? Like, How much is involved in this process? It really depends on who and where we are catering. Some clients' orders are just dropped off at the counter and the office staff will take the trays into the meeting and set it up. Some meetings we go in and just set up the food and just leave. Some meetings or events we work them. It all depends on what the client wants and needs. I like to work with clients that make their job easier by making the catering easier for them. 
I do weddings that we have worked and I have done weddings that are simple and they just don't, they don't want anybody. They just want you to drop off the food. It's all on the client's preference. I ask the customers what they want and if they're wanting to do part of their event, I work with that. If they don't, I find out what they're wanting and do what they want. It's their event. On certain events, I really like to become that personal caterer, telling them where to get ice and supplies. People really appreciate that. They're always watching their budget. So do you cater individual dinner parties, for example? Oh, yeah. Um, we have done um, caterings where we've gone in and served the food and people have been sitting at the table. And, you know, we have a couple of girls that go in and then they set up the food. So they'll do it by plate or we do it by buffet. We do a lot of hors d'oeuvre parties where we go in and I uh, have a girl that'll look after the bartending and one will do the serving. And then the difference is, is most of my th- people that I have work for me are my family. And so I trust them. They know the food. They go in, they sweep the floor, they do the dishes, they clean up. And people are amazed. They actually would like my daughter to move in. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's a lot of fun. Well, does Out and Back uh, have available prepared food if you do dinner parties? Uh, do you have planned meals that would be suitable, say, for, for seniors or working couples who don't have time to prepare? Oh, yeah. We have an elite line of frozen foods, and I say that because it's all good homemade food. It's not a boxed product. We do peel our potatoes. We make them with cream. We we uh, put a frozen vegetable in with our TV dinners, but our other entrees are over, you know, pasta or rice or whatever that it, you know, is in with that dish. Like uh, beef stroganoff would be in with the noodles already mixed in or chicken devon would be over rice. Um, we do a chicken and bow tie pasta with sun-dried tomatoes and that's my number one dish and it just flies off my shelf. And we are making it two and three times a week. So for people that don't have time, they come in, and I have so many of them in between hockey games. It's better than McDonald's, <laughs> and it's um, probably cheaper than McDonald's, <laughs> And you know, but it's a meal. It's a nutritious meal, so they could have shepherd's pie or lasagna or a pasta dish, and it's like you know, $15, and a little feed, you know, two and a half to three people type of thing on that dish. It's about $8 around there for a single portion. If you wanted lasagna, shepherd's pie, any kind of a chicken dish, um, we have meat pies, quiche, chili. Wow, so really a variety of different things that should be able to cater to a lot of different people. Well, yeah, um, but that's in the frozen food section. When people order catering from us, we make it fresh. What do you do to maintain the trust and integrity your customers rely on from you and your employers? employees? Um, Well, I have really good food. And don't change the recipes. Don't change the quantity. Um, If I have to, my price will go up because I'm doing what I can to keep my prices the way they are. And we actually personally shop. So we don't go to a produce company because you get in anything from not uh, ready foods, you know, like cantaloupes that are rock hard um, or, you know, spinach that's a little bit wet. So we go to the grocery store all the time and pick up and it can be a lot. We spend, we do that. We buy our chicken fresh, our roast beef fresh. Everything is done fresh. Colleen, I'm sure there are some big appetites out there now uh, listening to you and we want to thank you for taking time to join us here on Ask BBB this morning. 
Colleen Anello is the owner of the Out and Back Catering and Takeout here in London, an accredited business with the Better Business Bureau with an A-plus rating. You can find them online in the BBB directory under Catering. It was great to have you join us to help mark Woman in Small Business Month, Colleen. Well, thank you very much for having me. And we'll return in a moment with tips on event planning. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan, and we're joined now by Asad Eldik, the chair of the Board of Directors of the Better Business Bureau Serving Western Ontario. Good morning, Asad, and welcome. Good morning, Jim. Good morning, Monica. Asad, besides serving on the Board of Directors of the Better Business Bureau, you operate a roofing business, Armour Shield Roofing, so you have a really good perspective on what's involved in achieving and maintaining BBB accreditation. In fact, your company was nominated for the Business Integrity Award and was a finalist in 2010 and 2011 and won the award in 2012. So this morning we'd like to talk to you about uh, how businesses become accredited and some of what they do to maintain that accreditation. Yes, uh, Jim, it is information I'm always pleased to share. In fact, it's information that is always available on the BBB website at bbb.org. Uh, If a business has been accredited by the BBB, it means the Better Business Bureau has determined that the business met accreditation standards, which include a commitment to make a good faithful effort to resolve any consumer's complaints. And of course, accredited businesses represent every category of endeavor possible. It's quite diverse. You mentioned that BBB makes sure the business meets accreditation standards. What are some of those accreditation standards, Asan? Monica, the the Code of Business Practices represents sound advertising, sound selling, and customer service practices that enhance customer trust and confidence in the business. The Code of Business Practices is built on eight principles. The first is to build trust. A business does that first of all by having been in operation for at least six months. We check that they have all the licensing needed in their category, plus a number of other factors that are part of trust, including agreeing to work with the Better Business Bureau and consumers if ever there is a dispute. And I guess, Assad, that's uh, where the motto that we close every program here with comes from. Start with trust. Yes, Jim. And part of building that trust is adhering to other principles. Uh, Some of those are advertise honestly, tell the truth, be transparent, honor promises, be responsive, safeguard privacy, and embody integrity in all uh, in all fields, like with customers, employees, suppliers, and so on. It's not just limited to customers. And then on the BBB website, each of these principles is expanded with criteria that outline the things a business needs to do to meet the commitment to that particular principle. Yes, and in that area of advertising, the Better Business Bureau has developed a code of advertising that businesses agree to abide by, Monica. Asad, then what is the process for a business uh, to go about in gaining BBB accreditation? 
Jim, a business can apply to the accreditation with the Better Business Bureau by calling the office at 519-673-2222. Again, by calling the number 519-673-2222. Or visit the website at bbb.org. There's a tab to click to apply. As well, uh, Better Business Bureau researches the marketplace and we extend invitations to companies and businesses that appear to meet our criteria. In addition, consumers who have had a positive experience with a business that they dealt with might recommend that we invite that particular company to apply for accreditation. Assad, we know that this is a, a big advantage for consumers because they know that the accredited businesses have agreed to the Better Business Bureau standards of trust. But uh, what are some of the advantages then for the business? Jim, it, it's good you're talking about that because, you know, I'm a strong believer of the Better Business Bureau. And uh, you you know that we won the Better Business Bureau Integrity Award. And the reason of that is um, since number day number one when I started the business, I'm a strong believer of the Better Business Bureau and the benefits that gives the business. It's not just for the consumers. So there is several resources and tools that businesses will have access to once they are accredited. So the business is listed in the accredited business directory where they can build their profile and showcase their products and services as we did with Armor Shield Roofing where we put uh, videos and photos and uh, many uh, tools that consumers could look at and know the kind of company and the level of company that we are. And, of course, they can display the Better Business Bureau seal at their place of business, on their vehicles, and that adds credibility and help the businesses stand out from others. Well, Assad, thank you for taking time to join us this morning and for giving us some insight into the uh, process of accreditation. Well, thank you, guys. It's been my pleasure. Asad Eldik is the chair of the board of directors of the Better Business Bureau serving Western Ontario and the owner of uh, Armour Shield Roofing, the 2012 recipient of the BBB's Business Integrity Award. We are approached by scammers almost every day. What percentage end up losing money? A BBB study has some answers next. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan with Monica Brass, who is the communications manager with BBB serving Western Ontario. On this portion of RSPBB, we will welcome some newly accredited businesses and take a look at a study BBB released this week that looked at what the differences are between those that become victims and non-victims of a scam. In our high-paced, digitally connected world, Monica, it seems to me that almost everybody has been exposed to a scam at one time or another. That is probably true, Drim. And so in 2017 and 2018, the FINRA Investor Education Foundation, in concert with the BBB Institute for Marketplace Trust and the Stanford Center on Longevity, sponsored a study to uncover the process of fraud victimization and understand the factors associated with losing money. The difference between that these people reported the scam, what was the study looking for? Well, ultimately, they wanted to see if there were some factors that could predict who is most vulnerable and then determine steps to prevent the fraud from happening. So the people in the study fell into three groups. The first group did not actually engage with the fraudsters. 
The good news here is that was nearly half of the people who were exposed to the scams. These people recognized the scam immediately then. That's right. They knew right away that the phone call or email or even social media contact inviting them to an online deal or offering tech support or claiming tech collection was a scam. And so they hung up or they deleted the email. But they did report the scam attempt on the BBB scam tracker. Uh, Now, you said there were three groups. Yes. The second group did engage with the fraudsters, but as things moved along, they realized that it was a scam and they cut off contact before they actually lost any money. The third group engaged with the fraudster or the offer and did actually lose money. Okay. So that's about a quarter of the people who were approached by fraudsters. How much did they lose? The medium loss in the survey was $600. Was there any particular scam where people lost the most money, Monica? Whether or not a person engaged with the scam and lost money was actually highly associated with the method in which they were exposed to the offer. So the top of the list was online purchases. And when the study looked at how people were approached compared to money lost, it turns out that people who were approached on social media were most likely to engage with the fraudsters and most likely to lose money. Monica, does the study say anything about why people engage? Yes. So the top three reasons why people engaged were because they seemed official. The second reason was people were under time pressure. And the third is that they thought that the person they were talking to was really nice. There's a lot in the study. What are the takeaways in terms of prevention? So what really is a key piece is that knowledge is power. Knowing about scams and scammer tactics can be a person's best defense in successfully reducing the impact of scams. 50% of that of those that did not engage with the scam had some knowledge of scammer methods and behaviors beforehand. Those who heard about the scam before they were targeted were significantly less likely to lose money. And a sense that something is not right should encourage people to stop, walk away, and investigate further independently before making any decisions. Does the study reveal anything about uh, those who are most vulnerable to these kinds of frauds? Yes. Individuals that were under financial strain and those with lower levels of financial literacy may be more susceptible to scammers. So specific risk factors include having a household income of $50,000 per year or less, uh, spending more money than one's earnings, not saving money, and having significant amounts of debt. Also, People that felt they were compelled to catch up or get ahead financially were also the ones that fell victims to these scams. Are there any other immediate takeaways from the study, Monica? Well, people can keep up to date with the frauds that are going on. They can pay attention to news stories. Also, they can visit the BBB.org scam tracker information regularly to know what scams are happening in their area. Knowledge is power. Another important point is to talk to other people before you commit to anything. Talk to friends, neighbors, family. If it is a fraud or scam, they may be aware of it and they may have also been approached. There is a lot more information on the study and so listeners can go to bbb.org to see the full details. 
Okay, and as we wrap up this episode of Ask BBB, we want to congratulate and welcome businesses that have been accredited this past month, Monica. So to start off with, we have Athlon Electric Limited in London and Best Wiring Solutions in Sarnia. Byron Roofing, Inc. in London and Elgin Exterior Renovations, Inc. in Springfield. From Top to Bottom Renovations in London and Grafted Kitchen and Millwork in Sarnia. And Oasis Beads in St. Thomas, who offer quartz-crafted jewelry as well as classes in jewelry making. So visit BBB.org and check out these businesses in the BBB directory. And Monica, that's our time for Ask BBB. Monica Braz is the Communications Manager with BBB Serving Western Ontario. You can contact us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at BBB Western ONT. And don't forget, be a citizen hero, report a scam you encounter on BBB.org forward slash scam tracker. And remember, ask BBB and start with trust.